This is the Physical World Sports. Hey everybody, welcome to the Physical World Sports. Hope you guys are having a great day or night wherever you are. I'm Luke. I'm JJ. Welcome to our show, guys. So we got a lot of stuff going on in the sports world right now. A lot of stuff going on. Well, we are firmly in the uh, NBA playoffs. Yep. It's been, like, right, as of right now, when we're talking, first round is about a little bit, it's more than halfway over there. A couple uh, series have already wrapped up. I mean, the biggest news, or the biggest story, I guess, out of, the first round of the NBA playoffs so far is the Brooklyn Nets getting swept by the Celtics. Yeah. I think most people would say they're surprised by that. It's the uh, first time ever that the that the preseason favorite to win the championship, which is what the Nets were. They were the, pre, the overwhelming preseason favorite to win the title, didn't even win a single playoff game, let alone series, but didn't win a game. Yeah. And that really, uh, I mean, that that just, I mean, where did the Nets go from here is, I guess, the question in a lot of people's minds. Because you're going on your third year of this super team with not much to show nothing to show in terms of championships at all and, and not much to show in terms of postseason success you know so my question is what the hell happened to them this year like what what the fuck <laughs> it you know that it when Katie and Kyrie first got there, it was just them, but Katie was rehabbing from his Achilles injury. But once they got them healthy, they also they made that big trade to get James Harden from the Rockets, and they had the big three. And that big three, unfortunately, only got to play eight games together, maybe a little bit more than that, but not many games together um, because of injuries. And, and other circumstances, like with uh, with COVID and everything. Mm-hmm. And because Kyrie, he couldn't play um, in home games this year because of that bullshit vaccine mandate. So he was, he, he couldn't play in home games. And they, for some, for some reason, they didn't want him as a part-time player, meaning only could play away games. Because uh, the NBA had this absolutely idiotic rule that if someone was unvaccinated in a city that had a vaccine mandate, they could not play home. But if they traveled to another city that had a vaccine mandate, but they were the away team, they could play there. It made absolutely zero fucking sense. <laughs> As nothing has with any of this, you know, since the pandemic. But just another example of that. But so that. For half the season, the Nets were like, we don't want him as a, a part-time player. Then they said, 
they were struggling. And James Harden said, you know what? Fuck it. I want out. And he basically forced his way out and got traded to the um, 76ers. But the Nets got a haul for him. They got first round picks. They got Seth Curry. Great shooter. You know, mm-hmm. they got Drummond and they got Ben Simmons. So they were thinking, wow. Pair all that with KD, Kyrie and the rest of our guys. That still look, even though their record wasn't reflecting anything, they were fighting to, they, to even get in the play in tournament. Everyone was like, once they get in the playoffs with that roster, I mean, they still got a chance to get the chip. But yeah. that didn't really, that didn't happen at all because they brought Kyrie back one, uh, you know, to, as a part time player, and then the vaccine mandates were revoked. So then he could play all. But even then, they experienced some success at the end of the regular season, but Ben Simmons never played. He was a major piece of that trade because they were going to pair his defense with the offensive offensive talent of Katie and Kyrie, and it never got to happen. So because Ben Simmons, your guess is as good as mine. He just (laughs) won't play. Like, he won't play. It's ridiculous. He, He claimed back injury back injury but then he was you know practicing and practicing and setting a return date oh game four i'm gonna you know i don't know if he specifically said it or the team did or just someone inside leaked it but everyone was told or assumed that by game four he was going to be there but at that point they were down 3-0 and he didn't play he never would play and it's some people's went as far to like question his character, his willingness to win, his play. Some people say he's got psychological damage because of last, uh, like the last time anyone saw him play was last season with Philadelphia and in that crucial uh, game against the uh, Atlanta Hawks. He went up, had a, I mean, he's 6'10". He had a wide open layup and like went up and instead of going for the shot, he passed it to someone else and it was, ended up being like a missed shot or turnover, but it, it was the, his, he was exploited offensively in that series and part of last year, like great defender, great rebounder, great passer of the ball, but he can't make free throws and he can't score unless he's like, he just can't shoot. Yeah. So then he has issues with Philadelphia all year. Doesn't play for them any. No injury, really, just doesn't play for them. Gets traded, then all of a sudden has an injury and doesn't play all since February. He's been on the roster since February. Didn't play any in the regular season. Then says, things come out and say, fuck it, I'm going to start. I'm going to make my, he's going he's gonna to make his debut in the playoffs. And then he doesn't even ever play. And it's like, what? Yeah, that's. I don't and all that sounds so fucking weird on his end. Like, it, did he actually like get mentally fucked from last year? <laughs> he could. Like, I, I don't know. It's he just doesn't seem like he wants to play. Like, like in terms of the series, like everyone that was playing. I mean, they still they got KD and Kyrie. Some people saying the most gifted offensive talent, you know, the two of the most skilled offensive talents to ever come together. Which that's not that far. Like, I mean, 
I love Kyrie Irving's game. I think he's an amazing basketball player. And I enjoy watching him play. He's he's he he is amazing. And Kevin Durant, like I don't I don't like KD, but like I'm not gonna act like he's not one of the top five best scorers in NBA history. He is a, and it's an absolute privilege to watch the man play basketball. He's amazing. At basketball. I don't I don't like the way he left OKC for the 73-1 Warriors and went and just coasted the championships. What this does to him, basically, is it makes him look really bad in terms of leading a team. Yeah. Because he couldn't even win a game, not even a fucking game, you know? Yeah. Like, losing a series is one thing, going down swinging, but to get swept, and he had three games out of them four. The last game, he scored almost 40. The first three, he looked entirely pedestrian. 16 points, I think, in two of them, maybe 20 in the other. Just low, no, no, not Kevin Durant superstar numbers on a big stage. Boston's a damn good team, too. Like, he played bad, but he played bad for a reason. They was playing tough defense, double teams, hounding. It was physical. These games was physical. Boston beat them. Like, straight up, Boston beat their ass. Physicality. (laughs) They was all close games, though. You know, they really yeah, wasn't yeah. no runaways. But Boston beat them physically. And then you put that Ben Simmons situation over the whole thing. And it just makes this whole Brooklyn Nets quote-unquote super team. It just look, it looks terrible right now. It looks like not the, a good decision. Everything from the coaches, you know, Steve Nash coming in there. And the players saying, well, it don't really matter who the coach is. We don't need a coach. It's like, we all look like y'all need a coach because... I mean, where's your success? Yeah. So, but that, that and that's just one thing. And the, the NBA's got so much going on right now, which is great for the NBA. But it is, uh, it is really wild. Other than that, you know, you got on the other side of, with James Harden, you know, he forced his way out of Houston to go to Brooklyn and then forced his way out of Brooklyn to go to Philadelphia. And he's been struggling. Really? Yeah, man, like, it's crazy. Like, James Harden, you know, he's he is one of my all-time favorite basketball players to watch. I, I love James Harden and, and his game. But I, some people are saying Father Time's catching up, like, as we speak, like, each game in these in, at the end of this season in these playoffs, because he's looking pedestrian in terms of scoring. Like, yeah. he... He is low key. He is an amazing facilitator, and and one of the most gifted passers in the game. And he does still impact the game at that star big time level. But he's not putting up thirty points a night to be that superstar that everyone figured he would be with Joel Embiid. Yeah. So the Sixers were up three zero, I believe. Uh, on the ra- on the Raptors and the Raptors have won two straight. I'm telling you, if the Raptors win a- another one and make it three three, they could steal a game seven because riding on momentum. Yeah, which would be even more detrimental, perhaps than the. It would be more detrimental than the uh, Nets getting swept. So I mean, there's big things going on there. Uh. All the other series, you know, it, it's it's really great. There's a great series going on. The Grizzlies, John Morant, big stories there. Uh, 
Warriors just closed out theirs. Um, Miami closed out their series. The the Bucks did. The Suns are in a battle with New Orleans. It's three two. Just a really really great playoffs, which is wild because so many people were so sad and worried that Lakers didn't make it. You know, LeBron not there. Hey, you know, LeBron's an amazing basketball player. The arguably the goat, you know, to some people. But even without and, and and the most popular player, you know. Yeah. But even without him in the playoffs, still the NBA is doing great. Like so it should be so, a problem. Who would you say is your picks right now to be the two teams in the finals? See, like going into the playoffs, I would have picked Philadelphia to come out of the East and I mean my I, I love I love the Joker and the Nuggets. I would have picked them for like my heart, but like my brain out of the West, I probably would say uh I mean it's the Warriors are gonna be tough. Like they're just yeah. I don't like the Warriors. I really don't. I'm sorry if any of you listeners out there are big Warriors fans. I can't stand them. Uh, haven't, you know, I was a, I'm a LeBron fan, so I was always pulling against them. But the, I don't, I don't know who could beat them. The Grizzlies, you know, the Sun, because Devin Booker's hurt, so the Suns are vulnerable. Yeah, I, I'd say right now, I'm, a, I would pick. Uh, I'm just gonna say it here, and if it comes true, then I'm gonna go back. I, I'm gonna say. The Bucks are coming out of the East. I just got a feeling. And I think out of the West, them damn Warriors. See, I don't know why, but, like, I I watch NBA every now and then. I don't know. I just had a damn feeling the Bucks were going to be bad. It's looking good, closing out their series earlier today. They won by 16. And it really was about a 25-point win. Like, them last couple of minutes, the bull, they all put in, like, second stringers and stuff, and they scored a couple of cheap, you know, garbage-time buckets. Yeah. Damn. Giannis is on a different level. He, Giannis is the best player in the world. A lot of people were saying Kevin Durant is, and I I will never, I could never put Kevin Durant as a best player in the world. You could say best score in the world. Okay. You could say this and that, but no, he doesn't have, just for me, he doesn't have it. Giannis is, has been for the past couple of years, the best player in the world on, on, on both ends. Uh, you know, most dominant player in the world, probably Giannis too. I mean, you could, you know, talk about Joel Embiid or the Joker, both great centers. But Giannis, he's just a different animal. And that Bucks team, they 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 got that confidence. They're the reigning champs. Yeah, I mean, they're like they're just flying under people's radar. It's like, hey, keep flying under the radar. They just won last year. Yep. <laughs> now they got Boston this next series, and Boston's the number one rated defensive team in the in the league. So it's gonna be it should be a great series. 
Because no matter how good your defense is, Giannis is going to get his. He's that skilled. Yeah. But it's going to be the other guys around him. Chris Middleton's hurt, so the other guy's going to have to step up. And Boston, I mean, they, they, some of their guys look good on offense, but the Brooklyn Nets does not have a good defense. That really, that honestly killed them. If you'd like the way that you play basketball, you, you'd be, they just don't really play defense. God. They, they, they played physical in that series against Boston because it was just a physical matchup. But like throughout the season and, even in some of those game late game situations, they just are not a good defensive team. Yeah, I'd be, I would be quite frustrated watching the Buckers. Oh yeah. Now the Bucks, <laughs> the Bucks are a better. De- you know, the Bucks have a solid defense. So them and Boston, that should be a really good series. Yeah. And it's kind of a rivalry in the East because these teams they've been meeting the last five six years. Uh, typically battling to see who would go get knocked off by LeBron when he was, you know, but they've yeah. had good matchups throughout the past, you know, couple years. And I expect this one to be another good. Hopefully. But yeah, it's, uh, NBA is uh, in a great spot, but let's go ahead and move on and talk a little bit about uh, the NFL draft tomorrow. Starts tomorrow, first round tomorrow. It's, I'm curious to see what the hell's going to happen. It seems like this year, so like people, a lot of teams' like intentions are just under wraps for this draft. Yeah, partially because, I mean, obviously there's teams that we know, like for example, our Panthers. Mm. Need a solution at quarterback. There's a lot of teams in that damn situation right now. Yep. But this year's draft class is not great at quarterback. So it's like, what the hell do those teams do that need a quarterback? I mean... I guess, like, we'll go to our Panthers first. Like, we need a quarterback, obviously. Um, yeah. I just, like, I don't know. With everything in the last couple of weeks that's been coming out with, with uh, you know, our, our, G, uh, our GM and Tepper also and the offensive coordinator, you know, sort of touting confidence and Sam Darnold and Ben McAdoo even saying that he's the starter. It's like, that is so out of touch with the fans. Like, if Sam Darnold is the starter week one, that's going to suck the life out of the Panthers' fan base. The only way that it would take a monumental performance from Sam. Yeah. But, like, I don't think there's many, if any Carolina fans that even want that to be even to give him an option. Like we just, like we want to change. We saw it last year. It was awful. It was a terrible. (laughs) And. 
I think even fucking today, fucking Tepper said something along the lines of we have a really good quarterback in Sam Darnold. That's just not a. That's just not an accurate. That's not a factual statement. No. Like you can like Sam Darnold as a person all you want. You can like the way he practices. You can like the way he leads. Good for fucking you. But there, it, like the stats and the win loss record and the way he played every year that he has been in the league, including last year, which he started out great. What? But yeah. still, like. Even at his best, the numbers aren't there. And no. even at his best, it was a 3-0 start. I mean, whoopty fucking do. We won two games the rest of the year. Yo. <laughs> like, it's just, it just, it doesn't make sense. It's just out of touch. I mean, honestly. I don't, I don't know if I would be okay if we don't draft a quarterback, I'd be fine. Because I think, for the most part, the general consensus is we're probably going to get a tackle. We need an O-line, for sure. So I'd be fine with that. But I don't understand why, if we don't pick up a quarterback, why we wouldn't trade for, say, even someone like Baker. Where Jimmy G still a decent option? I think both of those would be uh, great options. I mean, both though both ways. Like Baker Mayfield, the slander of Baker Mayfield is kind of ridiculous because unlike Sam fucking Darnold, who is being considered a great quarterback, and Baker's getting destroyed by Cleveland, it's like two years ago he had y'all within a couple plays of beating the Chiefs in the postseason. Like, I mean, come on! I, I, did he did he ride on an impressive running game and an impressive defense? Yes, yes, yes. Is he has he shown Patrick Mahomes or even Deshaun Watson like talent yet? No. So I see why Cleveland went for the upgrade. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, the Panthers were trying to as well. But like it, Baker Mayfield is not a scrub like. He he can no. play winning football, and hell, I don't think he's reached his ceiling yet. Like that, the, he ran an offense, or he, he was in an offense in Cleveland that's about sixty forty run pass, maybe even more than that. Some games that is so uncommon. There's like th- four teams in the league that do that. Yeah, the Browns, the Titans, the Niners, and I don't even know who the next one would be off the top of my head. I don't know. I don't know who else runs the ball that heavily. You know what I mean? Like, it, no. it, it, it's just, it's not that common. It's, I mean, the current state of the league is pass first. Yep. So it's like, Baker's a good option, and Jimmy G's a fucking great option. Like, the Niners are falling apart, though. Like, yeah, they they are falling apart. Debo has requested a trade. Yeah. Which, where do you where do you think he could land? Uh, I'm not sure. Like, 
I, I could see potentially someone like the Steelers maybe wanting him to mm-hmm. use him pretty much strictly as a receiver, though. Because, I mean, they have Najee running back. They don't need Evo to be taking the ball out of the backfield. Yeah. Uh, I don't really know. I mean, anybody would be happy to take him out their fucking hands. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I would love it. And I think they would, too, if, if the Packers got him. Yeah. Like, they could use him in so many ways. And Aaron would just... Aaron he'd get, would be happy. He'd get the man easily 200 touches that year, running and passing. Probably more than yeah. that. Probably way more than that. Like, uh, he'd probably get 150, you know, uh, targets. You know, they could do all sorts of stuff. They could do jet sweeps and screen motions and just get him out and obviously just have him run regular routes and Aaron will get you the ball. Like it would, it would, that, that would be amazing if the Packers could make that Packers need to make the move. They need yeah. to. Now they're going to be limited a bit on cap space because of the massive fucking contract they gave Aaron. See, that's why I think potentially because this draft class is really good. At receiver, they could just draft them a, a big guy and yeah. let him let him develop. That's and probably quick. I don't know if they'll make that move for Debo because they don't necessarily need to, and they're limited on cap space. Yeah, get a rookie in they there. Had millions of dollars in cap space, then sure, get somebody you know is good in the NFL has yeah. proven himself. But they don't really have the cap space. Yeah, and and they could go in there and draft them a solid receiver, you know, or someone who they think could be a superstar potentially. And even if yeah. they're just like a, a good solid receiver with Aaron there, you make them better. Plus, they still got uh, a few receivers there. I know they, I know they just got Sammy Watkins too. Who's underrated? Really good. So, so, I mean, they still could make that move. I wouldn't necessarily put it past them, but because I do also see it's primarily in this draft a lot of smaller, really fast guys. Hmm. So if they want a little bit more size, then they might want to try for Debo. But that's yeah. where it's, it's kind of up to them. It, it's up in there. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. There's just so much going on in the NFL right now. Like it, it's going to be a wild draft tomorrow. I feel like some of these, because there's a lot of teams that are quarterback hungry, there are some quarterbacks that could be stretched or, you know, some reaches made to draft quarterbacks out of this draft. Yeah. The couple guys that are, that are potential, that are, that have potential, I guess. Most, like, scouting experts 
are saying that most of the quarterbacks shouldn't really be first-round quarterbacks just based on talent. Mm-hmm. But they could see four or five go because there's so many teams desperate for a quarterback. I mean, that's why I wouldn't be mad at a, the Panthers not taking one. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I also just want something different. Yeah, it's like uh, just want a change. The Panthers, yeah. you know, the Panthers. Uh, fan base does it feels like we need it feels like we just got just got such a uh, talented roster offensively the talent's there as long as we can get some o-linemen and then a quarterback that's what we're missing is o-line and two of the most important things on a football field but Around that, offensively, we've got good skill positions and then a great, a really, really great defense. So it's like, just can't keep letting this time slip away. No, but... And David Tepper is, like, talking about, I want to win now. But he's not showing that he wants to win now by making, like, any real big moves. Mm. So I don't know Hopefully they Do anything To at least bring something different I wouldn't be surprised if Either With the 6th pick They take a tackle or they Trade back Because they did that a lot Last year Yeah And we if they decide to stick with picking somebody with that sixth pick, they wouldn't have another pick till the fourth round. Damn. So, yeah. Because we gave it all up for fucking Sam. Yeah, we gave too many picks for that guy. I would have rather just stuck with fucking Teddy or some shit. Because at least then we'd have picks. Yeah. I don't don't know. We did. Said Sam, come here. And then we said, shit. He's bad. Cam, come here. Shit. He's washed up. He just stole. We're never going to start PJ. Now, PJ doesn't get a fair chance for some damn reason. He's undefeated when he has started, and he, they just refuse. Yeah, it's like, come on now. He is, I mean, just a chance. Like, we had so, so many opportunities we could just give him a, a shot. Yep. I was going to ask, have you been, like, paying a whole lot of attention to the draft or, like, the the, the, the prospects? 
Not a whole lot. Because okay. I was going to ask you who you thought was going first to the fucking Jags. Oh, well, I, I, I heard that the Jags might be shopping the first pick. I don't know. Yeah, but there was some. Me. Someone was saying that the uh, there's a there's a potential that Jags might shop that first round pick because I mean, what are they going to use it on? Like, what, what? Like, they could use a big receiver. Yeah, they could use an O lineman. They could use a D lineman. They could use a lot. <laughs> like, See what the biggest idea for the Jags through. As far as making an actual pick through all the like mock drafts and everything is there's two really, really good edge rushers. And they're thinking they would take one of them. The uh the one dude from Michigan might be their first pick. Aiden Hutchinson. I think it's his name. Yeah. I know, I know that. Leading to. Or the other one was what? Uh, like Thibodeau or Thibodeau from Oregon? Yes. Yeah, like and I know that that one dude from Alabama, that O-lineman's a big time. See, He's a big time uh, O-lineman. That would be nice if we got him. See, that's one of the people I was... Thinking either him or uh, Iggy Equanu from NC State. Hmm. But, I mean, you never know. It all depends on who picks who before us. Yeah. I was looking, there's, there's this mock draft that was predicting we was going to get Charles Cross, uh, O-lineman from Mississippi State. Yeah. But they be, have given us pretty much the three top O-linemen. They've given us four different quarterbacks through a bunch of the mock drafts. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, it is just some, like, r- people's real intentions are just under wraps. Like, it could be a really surprising draft. Yeah. See, uh, if we hadn't picked up whatever his name, I can't remember his first name. Woods, the safety. Xavier. Xavier Woods. Yeah. If we hadn't picked up him, I would say we ought to just say fuck it and pick Kyle Hamilton. Because from everything I'm hearing, he's like a damn generational talent at safety. Oh, that'd be... But now, uh, I mean, with us having picked up Woods, it's not as big of a need. I'd much rather pick an old lineman or a quarterback. Yeah. I'm excited to see what happens tomorrow night and throughout the weekend. Hopefully, them damn Panthers know what the hell they're doing. Hopefully. There, is there a... Uh, there's, I mean, I guess there is a, a chance that the Panthers would take a chance on Malik Willis. Yeah. See, 
No, that's one thing Federer did say, I think, in the same damn press conference as Tepper, was that there were two quarterbacks he would be willing to take at six. Mm-hmm. Which I'm assuming those two are Malik and uh, Kenny Pickett. So we'll see. I think more than likely their first choice would be one of them tackles. But if something happens where they're all gone, then we'll see what the hell they decide to do. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, though. If I'm sitting there watching that shit tomorrow and we pick a damn quarterback, I'm going to be excited just because that would hopefully mean no more fucking same. Yeah. I mean, anytime you draft a quarterback, even if they're a bust, there is the excitement. Like, yeah. Just to the potential. to watch somebody new on your fucking center. Yeah. But we'll see what happens. Hopefully, they know what they're doing. If y'all are watching the draft, let us know who your favorite team is, who you want them to pick, who you hope they'll pick throughout the draft. Especially yeah. first-round picks. Once we get a uh, more, like, well, after the draft and, and, you know, getting towards OTAs and stuff, we'll do another really, really early prediction of Panthers and maybe some other teams. I know last year, both our predictions were the Panthers was off. Mine was way off. I predicted us to go 12 and 5. Having a winning record. Yeah. I predicted us to go 12 and 5, and we went 5 and 12. Yeah. So this year, I might predict us to go 2 and 15, so we can go 15 and 2. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I realistically think that this Panthers team has the talent to be a playoff team. If we use our draft pick, as long as we fill out some O linemen and a quarterback, we cannot do it. It can't be like last year, or it's going to be another not even mediocre, just sad season. Yeah. No, we'll say we did bulk up our O line a little bit in free agency. Yeah, like we're we're doing good on that. If we can get a soup, a potential stud. Young stud out of this draft on that line, yep. then uh, quarterbacks will be happy to play. Good. Yeah, and if they decide to let Sam for some god awful reason start again, and he doesn't fucking deliver, that's on him. That's on him, and that will be Matt Rule's ass. He better make the <laughs> decision regarding the quarterback situation because they can say what they want, but that goofball is on thin ice. Yeah. 
pretty much fucking promised there would be some sort of turnaround at this point. And we have just been worse. To a playoff level, and we've just been worse. Worse and worse. And we would have been, as of now, it's like we would have been much better keeping Ron. Imagine how great that defense could have been with Ron. Ron's the reason the defense is as good as it is now. He's a defensive-minded guy. And I don't know. I miss whole riverboat. But Matt Rule's got, I like like his guts in some games, but he's also coached some bad games, and his decisions for personnel have been extremely questionable. So if, if, if if he doesn't get the quarterback situation figured out, Soon, like first bit of this season, he should be gone. And that's sad to say, but it's the nature of how it works. For his sake, uh, for his and our sake, I hope he fucking figures it out. Uh, Yeah, I'd like it to work and I'd like him to complete that promise, fulfill that promise of a turnaround. Whether it'll actually happen, I guess we'll see. Yep. But yep. Guys, uh let us know, you know, how you're feeling about the draft, how you feeling about the upcoming season. By the time you guys hear this, the draft may have already happened, because I mean this will be going up the day of the draft, so uh I mean, hell yeah. But really uh We've enjoyed it. It's been a good show. Uh, we appreciate all you listeners out there. We'll see y'all next time. We'll see you guys.